This is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY. And as has been happening the past uh, year, there's been a lot of events, a lot of especially holiday traditions uh, that have had to uh, either been postponed or canceled. But you'll be able to watch this holiday tradition here in the Heartland. Uh, you'll be able to watch it virtually. I'm, of course, talking about Holiday Pops in the Heartland from the Illinois Symphony Orchestra. And joining me is Ken Lamb and Trevor Orthman. How are you guys doing? Hi, Kevin. We're doing great today and looking forward to the broadcast tomorrow evening on directly on our website. Yes, that's that's going to be great. So talk a little bit about the, uh, for, for those who maybe you know, somehow haven't even seen Holiday Pops in the Heartland. What? How long have you guys been doing this? And um, a, sort of a little bit of the history of it and what it, uh, what it all is. I mean, the Holiday Pops in the Heartland has started is probably more than 20 years old and, you know, goes back to sort of the beginning of the, of the orchestra's history as the Illinois Symphony Orchestra. And the great thing about the holiday pops in the heartland concert is we always are partnering with community organization and performing arts groups um, to collaborate and create a performance for the entire community to enjoy that's great and the and with the holiday pops so this is um so is it just is it just the orchestra or is it and you see you're also partnering with a couple other groups so um uh, there's, there's, there's some ballet dancing as well. So, um, so who all is, um, part of this, uh, so part of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Usually we have lots and lots of people joining us, the ballet companies, the Springfield ballet, the youth ballet, and usually we have the youth orchestras in, in, in both, uh, Springfield and, and Bloomington and ballet companies in, in Bloomington as well, as well as other guests. But of course, with the pandemic, some of these uh, is, is, are not possible because the youth orchestras, for instance, they have not been rehearsing. Uh, it's very difficult for, for, for people to be you know, rehearsing in person. And, um, but, but you know, we've been talking to the ballet companies and they found you know, innovative ways to still you know, maybe rehearse through Zoom. And, and so we are gonna, uh, they, they are going to be with us uh, tomorrow night. So we're very excited about that. That's great. That's awesome. And uh, Ken, I also want to ask because you talked a little bit about this um, uh, off air before we started. Uh, before we started uh, talking here. Is that the uh, um, it, there's a lot, and I guess you know. And so, I mean, I I play percussion, but the uh, but you know, of course, played in a lot of uh, bands, uh, orchestras, at least in school and that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, you talked a little bit about the uh, the woodwinds and some of the horns, and of course, you know singing and especially playing is one of those you know ways you can really you know kind of spread your germs out so talk a little bit about uh, what you were guys were uh, planning uh, uh, around that yeah as with uh, pretty much every orchestra in the country and indeed the world you know Illinois Symphony we've been trying finding innovative ways and safe ways to still deliver uh, our music to all our patrons who've been basically hold up at home for months and they are really eager to you know to have some music even though it could be streamed to their devices at home just to have a slice of sort of normalcy even though we can't 
um, have an uh, in-person audience. But if you think about an orchestra, and you're quite right to say, you know, we can all wear masks, uh, but the winds and brass players can't really do that uh, while playing because they actually have to blow. And singers are especially challenging. I know of church choirs, they have these um, masks for singers that just is so bulky. It's actually very uncomfortable to sing with, but you know, people are really trying. So for us this time, we're going to have a string orchestra with a percussionist. These are people who can perform with mask on. I'll have a mask on um, that uh, I, I guess, you know, like you, you can be a lot more expressive with my face, but you've got to just make do with half of it. Um, but that way we, we actually can uh, perform together, but we also take precautions. So for instance, all our players will be at least six feet apart, seated, and um, I'll be sort of fairly far away uh, from the, the players. And that actually presents challenges for an orchestra who uh, has learned to play together by being able to listen to one another, being able to see each other, and really sitting quite close together. So it's a new way of playing. Uh, that we're all having to contend with, but it's a, you know, it's a, a small price to pay to, to to get everyone together and really continue with this tradition. Yeah, and it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. And you, um, so with with sort of doing just the strings, the percussion, has this um, has this affected the choices of the holiday songs you're gonna play? Are they uh, are they different arrangements? Or t talk a little bit about that. Well, you're, that's 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 such a great question because you know you're a musician, so I know you would you would ask that. Um, one of the holiday favorites, you know, they are the Nutcracker, Sleigh Ride, and all the all the all the uh, tunes that uh, we all love. Now the good news is, and again, it's uh, thanks maybe I said thanks to the the, the lockdown, and composers and arrangers they have seen this as an opportunity. Um, to create arrangements of all of these songs uh, for uh, string orchestras, for instance, exactly the combination that I was talking about, because they also know that wind and brass won't be able to perform. So we have a string arrangement of Nutcracker, string arrangements of Sleigh Ride, and so on. And it's a little different, because if you think about it, all the string players, they now have to play their parts as well as the wind and brass plot. Parts. Yeah, quite a bit more taxing uh, because before you know you play one passage and you give it to the winds and they can sort of rest for a few few measures and now they can't they have to play everything so um, but I think the string players they're just so eager to get back together I was you know talking to our concert master and he just said he always so looking forward to see his friends and play with them we haven't done that since really the middle of February. So okay. this is going to be very exciting for us. Yes, and it sounds it's going to be really great. Um, I want to ask you, Trevor, um, a, um, basically, uh, how important has it been um, that you guys have been able to uh, do do a couple of, um, do some of these concerts um, over uh, streaming? I mean, you know, streaming has always sort of been there, but it really has kicked off these past uh, these this past year. And how important has it been to be able to get these performances through uh, through streaming so people can watch them in their homes. I mean, I found it that it's very important and, you know, all of our patrons and audience members 
um, really have been positive about the small performances that we have had on through streaming. Our Sunday at Six recital series typically features one or a couple of musicians performing. And we started that series in May and have continued and will it will conclude uh, this year uh, next weekend on the 20th of December. But then we plan to continue that in the spring. And we will also be um, con adding to our offerings with our around the town with small chamber ensembles since we're able to perform those types of performances um, to no audience but streamed. Um, it's that to just allow people to experience the musicians in our communities that they that they know and they want to see even though we're not able to meet and see in person and experience the live performance which is definitely our goal to get back to and hopefully um, with the positive news of vaccines we'll be able to get there um, in as soon as possible yeah, I think it'll be there before we know it, but, uh, you know, it's, it, you know, we're all waiting to get there. How are people going to be able to watch Holiday Pops in the Heartland tomorrow night? So tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, they can just go to our website, ilsymphony.org, and there the stream will be taking place. They, I think they may need to click on it or it will be live on the screen there. So they can go directly to um, our website, and then also it will be available uh, through the new year um, for those that may not be able to catch it on tomorrow evening at 7 o'clock. Nice. So people will be able to still watch it and then also make sure to look out for the Sunday at 6 series, which will be, um, uh, as Ken said, that will be uh, next not this coming Sunday, but that'll be next uh, Sunday that you guys are doing that. So, um, Ken, you still there? Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, good. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for joining me. Uh, you know, break legs, everything great. Uh, you know, hope you guys, uh, everything goes well. And uh, we'll see. We'll see you guys soon. Great. Right. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thank Thank you. It is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY.